Blog Talk Radio. goes on. Welcome to Rescue Radio, and today we have a very guest with us. Before we um, in, pray, Father, we for this very day that you are that you are in control of all, and we pray your will will be done in and through us, even as and declared in, and that you touch our listeners' safety of the palm of your hand. You would bring encouragement would give us to see and in your heart to receive the of your love, your truth, your kindness, and your encouragement. Father God, we thank you for the gift of salvation that you bought and paid for yourself in giving us Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for us, for shedding your blood. Thank you for giving us power over all the power of the enemy and promising us that nothing shall by any means hurt us that no weapon formed against us will prosper. And so, Father God, we thank you for keeping us, covering us, all of us, those who listen, those who uh, are interviewed today, all of our families. Father, cover us with your blood, that our, our health, safety, our traveling, our vehicles, our finances, the work of our hands, everything that you have called us to do to stand for you will be covered and protected by your blood, by your love. And Father, I thank you, Jesus, again for wisdom. You are the great and wonderful counselor. So guide and direct our conversations today with Tony. And as we listen, in Jesus' name, Father, we ask these things. Amen. Hey, honey. Amen. Well, it's uh, it's an exciting day here. We're looking forward to our guests. Uh, we want to welcome you, uh, Anthony, or we, I guess we refer to him as Tony for the most part. <laughs> Tony, <laughs> Tony Kerr, and great to, have, great to have you with us today. And uh, just yeah, and uh, just a little bit about uh, Tony. Tony uh, Kern is a member of the Arizona House of Representatives. Right. And he is, I think, like he would say, like you would say, Tony, you are a believer in Jesus Christ, who is also serving right now as a member of the Arizona House of Representatives. Yeah. So. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Yeah. Well, we we want to uh, give you a great welcome, Tony. Thanks for coming on with us today. Uh, give us a little bit of your uh, you know personal background, your story, uh, a little bit of your story, and 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 kind of maybe leading into uh, how and why you uh, ran for offices, uh, uh, the office of state representative in this great state of Arizona. Well, thank you, Pastor Jerry and, and Margie. I, I, I'm honored to be on this radio show, and uh, just um, you know, I appreciate your friendship and your prayers. Uh, I am originally from Minnesota. I was born and raised in a small town called Wadena, a town of about 4,500 people. I have 13 brothers and sisters from the same mom and dad, and uh, wonderful parents that brought me up in politics and and later on uh, in my teen, or actually early in my teen years, uh, uh, began to show me the way uh, of Jesus Christ. And mm-hmm. so when I was uh, 17 years old, I moved down to Phoenix, Arizona. I was a rebellious little teenager. And uh, a friend of mine had given me a call and said, hey, why don't you come on down to Arizona with us? You know, and, and just I just got out of high school, so I was open to anything at that time. And so I came down to Arizona. I liked it, and I stayed. So that's been about 31 years ago, 32 years okay. ago. And uh, so at 21 years old, I went back home to Minnesota, and I was invited to a uh, Bible study at my mom and dad's house. At that mm-hmm. time, I was kind of getting into the usual teenage things of parties and, you know, getting into a little bit of trouble here and there. And uh, uh-huh. I went to this Bible study, and uh, I remember she, the lady uh, that was leading the Bible study had... Um, had spoken on uh, Joseph and his brothers and how, you know, uh, how, how things had happened in Joseph's life to where he was thrown in prison and he ended up becoming 
uh, second in command over the whole nation. And I remember mm-hmm. that, and God had just began to really, really deal with me in that Bible study. I had actually went mm-hmm. back. It was a, kind of a class reunion type thing. So I went back to party. But uh-huh. during that time, I went to this Bible study, and God at that Bible study began to really deal with me really heavily. And mm-hmm. uh, my, my heart was pounding in my throat, and, you know, I knew that God was in that living room. I knew that Jesus Christ, uh, his presence was there. And I fought it. I didn't want to get saved at that time. I was young, and, you know, I thought, well, I, I just want to, want to kind of, you know, do my own thing. But the Spirit of God uh, was very heavy, and, and I, I, I just cried out. I blurted out. I said, Jesus Christ, if you're real, change my life. And I began to just weep. And I remember all of, most of my family was there, most of my 13 brothers and sisters. My dad came over to me, and he knelt down by me, and he just grabbed my head and, and just held on to it. And mm. uh, that was probably the biggest decision I've ever made in my life. And wow. uh, here I am years later, and I went out and I partied the next day, did what I, <laughs> you know, went there to do. But I said, God, if, I said, God, when I get back to Phoenix, I'm going to serve you the rest of my life. And, and you know, here I am 31 years, 32 years later that I am more sold out for Jesus Christ now than I've ever been. I want to see Praise God's God. nation. I want to see God move in our state of Arizona, in the state of Minnesota, in all of our cities from east to west, north to south. I really want to see God's move in our land. Uh, Praise God. Praise God. So awesome. how did I get into Paula? How did I get into the Arizona house? Um, yeah. I'm, I'm very optimistic and, uh, you know, I kind of never give up. And so mm-hmm. about four years ago, I, I, I became a single dad uh, back in the early 90s. And that's a whole nother chapter. But, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what life throws at you or no matter what people say, the word of God always stands forever. The mm-hmm. word of God does not change. The word of God is true. And so I became a single dad in the early 90s and um, raised my boys. My, I have two boys, and uh, Samuel and Anthony, and they were two and I think three at the time. And, uh, you know, decided uh, – my heart was, uh, was, you know, I was always very political, very involved in talk radio, very, very involved in, in politics and national, basically. Mm-hmm. But uh, I raised my boys, and when they got old enough to get out of the house – about four years ago, I was in my bedroom, and, and, and I, I said to myself, God, if you want me to run, you know, give me, you know, I think now's the time. And so I didn't hear an audible voice from God. I just mm-hmm. stepped out, and I, I did what I felt God needed me to do, and I ran for Glendale City Council. I live in Glendale, Arizona. And so I worked hard, very hard. Didn't, I was a newcomer. Nobody knew my name, nothing. Worked very mm-hmm. hard. Came close to winning, but I lost. Mm-hmm. So that was the first race that I, for, for the first and the only race that I was really looking for. Uh, I lost. So two years later, I, we got redistricted into another Glendale City Council district. So mm-hmm. I got some calls and some, from some people that had, had gotten to know me, and they said, well, why don't you run for this race? And I kind of wanted to take a little break. My goal was to run, you know, run and, and win. But when I lost, I said, okay, four years later, I will run again mm-hmm. against in the same seat. So God opened the door there, and I ran again, and I lost miserably. And I said, okay, God, if this is what you want me to do, you know, if I feel this call. So then somebody came to me, and uh, they said, you know what? They said, You're, you, you need to go for bigger races. This is not where you need to be. And when people, sometimes when people speak, you know what's God speaking through them. Mm-hmm. And that in my heart, my heart just said, that's exactly what you need to do. So I'm like, okay, God, if you want me to run, I will, I will, you know, continue to look, to, to look and stuff. Well, I was at a, a Lincoln Day luncheon down here about two, maybe in 2013, I think it was. And the chairman of our district, the Republican chairman, came to me and he said, can I talk to you afterwards? And I said, sure. Didn't know what it was about. He pulled me outside and he said, would you be willing to run for the Arizona House of Representatives? There's an open seat coming up. So I'll try to wow. get through this real quick. No, no, this is no, good. No, that's fine. It's great. <laughs> okay, thanks. So uh, I said, uh, I'm honored that you would, uh, you would even think to ask me. I'm very honored. And uh, I believed at the time that God had, that was God. So I went mm-hmm. to my wife and I said, what do you think? And she said, I, let's do it. 
And so I met my, my current, my wife in church. So, I mean, we both love God and, and we pray together and it's, she's my, been my helpmate. Her name's Jenny and she's very wonderful in my life. She's a blessing from God. So um, I said yes, because it was an open seat. And the person that was in that seat was going, moving to another uh, race, a more of a state race, the Arizona Corporation Commission. So I met with him. And he supported me getting into his seat. There was a, like a team of conservatives in our district that mm-hmm. gave, put my name out there as running. So about uh, so I said yes, and I, I, I began to, um, to move in that direction. Then about six months later, the gentleman that decided to run in this other race, he decided to get back into this race and oh. became my biggest opponent. Oh, no. And it got pretty bad. So... Uh, so, but you know what? Uh, I called, and I was going through the police academy at the time. So, mm-hmm. if anybody out there has been through a police academy, it's very intense. It's it's mm-hmm. it takes your full effort, your full uh, physical and mental effort to go through a ten month police academy. So I called my um, the, a gentleman that was running my campaign. I said, if you tell me to drop out, this was this was a year before the 2014 elections. I said, if you tell me to drop out, I will. I, I, I only give that authority to you. He said, no. Mm-hmm. He said, stay in. Um, stay in. And the worst case scenario is you lose and you, your name, you get the name recognition. So I said, okay, no problem. So I stayed in. It became quite a heated battle uh, towards the primary, which, is, which was a year ago this month. Uh, the primary came. We did some polling. I, there was five people running for this race. Mm-hmm. We did some polling. I was fourth, according to the polls that we did. So on primary day, um, so that was that was discouraging to hear that, but I but I just kept pushing. And and anytime anyone wants to wants to move into, you know, the next level up, there's always mm-hmm. going to be opposition. There's always going to be disappointment. But you've got to battle your way through that, and and believe you know that that the doors are going to open. You just got to battle through that. Mm-hmm. And so. When the polls came out, I was a little disappointed, but I said, you know, we're, we're going to keep going, and we won't know until Election Day. So Election Day came. It was 110 degrees out. My wife mm-hmm. and I, and there were some volunteers, some great people in my district that believe in what I believe in, and we were at polling places. And I remember at this one polling place, uh, I was holding a sign. People were coming in to vote. It was very busy. And I was holding the sign, and I was walking back and forth just praying in tongues. Mm-hmm. And I was praying in tongues, and I was just praying to God. I said, God, if you want me to win this, you, you know, I want to win this, not for me, not so I can get to position, but I want to win this for people that believe in me. I want to win mm-hmm. this for my family. I want to win this for my church. I want to win this because it's going to glorify you, God. Mm-hmm. And that night came, you know, uh, they had a big, uh, a big uh, victory party down at the uh, downtown Phoenix, and I didn't want to go. Because, you know, I hate losing. So I didn't want to go, but I said, you know what, let's go. So I went and I stood there and they watched the big screens and there was all kinds of people there, all kinds of reporters there. There was the Associated Press there and everything. And when the the numbers came up, when the first numbers came in, it threw me in second place. And there's two seats. So second place, first or second place is a good spot. Mm -hmm. And so... uh, I looked at that. I was like, oh, my God, are you kidding? And I about <laughs> fell on my knees, and I, I just gave all – I was very excited. I'm like, I can't believe it. I was hugging my wife, and uh, mm-hmm. an AP reporter came over to me, and she said, it looks like you're winning. I said, yeah, I can't believe it. I said, you know, I give all glory to God. And my wife and I went up to the top of the – they were having parties all over this building. My wife and I went up to the top of the skyscraper, and, you know, we were looking up at the stars, and I just gave thanks to God. And I said, God. I want to use this seat for your glory to do what you Mm -hmm. want me to do. I will be a spokesman for you and for what's right and to try to turn our nation around and to do what I feel our founding fathers had admitted. Mm -hmm. And so here I am a year later, a lot of learning, a lot of things. uh, And, and, you know, it's just such a blessing to be in this honorable position. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do want to say one thing. When I won, it was exciting. It was very exciting, but I didn't have that, oh, I'm a state representative. Now look at me, look at me, look at me. I don't have that. I didn't have that, and I thank God for that. 
and I didn't know why. I thought I'd be a lot more excited. I thought I'd, I thought I'd be a lot more, you know, wow, look at me. Um, and I, I struggle with that for, geez, several months. And about two months ago, I went out to dinner with a friend of mine from my church, and I said, you know, uh, his name's Robert. I said, Robert, this is how I feel, and it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And he said, he made a comment to me that I'll never forget. He said, that's because you feel that way because being a state representative is not your identity. Your identity yeah. is in Jesus Christ. And I'm yeah. like, that, that's exactly yeah. what it is. Amen. My identity, yes, I'm a state representative and I'm honored. I'm honored that God had put me there. But my identity is in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. That is an awesome story. It's wow, wow. Yeah. Why is this well, how God is? Yeah, it's yeah. it's a real testimony to God and to the glory of God. You know, you were yeah. the underdog and yeah. uh, God just moved you in position. I mean, by his, isn't it say there's a scripture that says, the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord and he turns it wherever he wants and sort of he just turned the direction of this. And so your people down there have an awesome representative. It's not, it's, so it's it's God's good thing to... Uh, reveal himself like this at times Absolutely. to us. So, yeah. Yeah. So Tony, you know, you, you talked about your identity, and and I know as we've talked uh, personally about this, your yeah. first identity is that you are a follower of Jesus Christ, Absolutely. who is now has God has opened up the opportunity for you to be a, mem- rep- a, a representative servant. in the state of uh, Arizona. What what? Talk us a little bit about some of the daily pressures that you feel as not only as a state representative, but then as a um, a believer who is a state representative, a believer in right. Jesus Christ. Talk to us a little bit about some of the pressures that you face uh, in your uh, ministry there in the house. Okay, sure. Thank you, Pastor. I um, uh, About a year ago, I went to uh, my wife and I went down to the Capitol when I first started campaigning, and we had met with a uh, one of the our majority leaders, Steve Montenegro, he is a pastor uh, of one of the churches down here, and he is our house majority leader. And we sat in his office, and I asked him that same question. I said, "How as a Christian <clears throat> do you operate down here? Uh, you know, is it a sheep amongst wolves type thing, or you know, give me mm-hmm. some insight?" And he had said uh, he had made the statement to me of, "You've got to be covert." You've got to be a little undercover. You can't be always out in the limelight. Um, you've got to just know your P's and Q's and know who you can talk to. Mm-hmm. And so uh, one of the, a couple of pressures that I face is uh, being careful of my words and, mm-hmm. uh, and trust, the trust factor. I, I, uh, I am more of a trusting person. I, I, I trust first and then, if you know, I get kind of... Um, you know, uh, uh, turncoat. If somebody turncoats on me, then I will, I will use that as a reference point. So I trust first, and it's kind of hard as a politician to try to try to change that. That you should trust mm-hmm. but verify, like I, I think Ronald Reagan said. Uh, but I, I I I do know that you've got to be careful on uh, on what you say, what you do, what you post on social media. Um, mm-hmm. Because I could go out there as a full-blown, you know, evangelist. Uh, mm-hmm. But in politics, I think you've got to be uh, a little more Candid. covert, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got, you can't, you know, you know, the doors will open for you to speak what God wants you to speak. And when we look mm-hmm. at the Bible, you know, Apostle Paul, he went before kings and, and uh, yeah, he spoke that's to them right. in certain ways. He spoke to, you know, he spoke to them in um, in various ways. So, it's one thing to uh, be out on the streets and street evangelizing. It's another thing to be down at the legislature and be voting on bills that, uh, as a representative of your district. And so, yeah, and, uh, yeah. and the Bible says, be wise as serpents, you know, harmless mm-hmm. as doves. The Bible also says, uh, be, be quick to hear, slow to speak. So as a politician, you got to be, you got to, you know, I'm training myself to be, to listen and try to be a man of few words. Uh, I've seen those type politicians, and I respect them greatly because not only are they articulate, they make mm-hmm. sense. And uh, and so listen, be quick to, to hear, slow to speak, and, and slow to wrath. 
Yeah, very and good. So that's, that's exactly what I'm trying to live by down there. Oh, that's ex- that's very good. Be wise. I mean, I I was just going to say the word when you said it. To be wise, and uh, he who wins souls is wise. Being wise in the man of few words. I think that is your perfect recipe for walking yeah. in the spirit down there. Yeah. Yeah. So and another, it, you know, I I do want people to know who I am. Uh, I know you've heard the story. Uh, you were actually down at the Arizona Capitol a few months back when a legislator uh, came up to me and, and basically asked me how to get saved. And so I let him yes. in his prayer right there. And uh-huh. he got saved and he was weeping. And this was right in front of the Arizona House of Representatives. And this legislator since then, I don't know how many months ago that was, but since then, everywhere he goes, he says, Tony, you know, Anthony Kern is, is, is my pastor. He led me in a sinner's prayer. He led me to Jesus Christ. So oh. I'm like, praise God. I get I get uh, council members from the city of Phoenix, other legislators, other representatives from different states that have heard him say that, and they come up to me and they say, I just want to thank you mm-hmm. for who you are. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm not afraid to let testimony. people know who I am. <clears throat> yeah, but, but, you know, if you look at the opposition, let's take the Planned Parenthood thing. Um, Looking at what they're saying now is very smart. Basically, we know that they're lying. Mm-hmm. We know that those videos are tearing apart dead babies. We know and we see in the videos the little arms and the little heads and the little, you know, the little heart mm-hmm. eyes and stuff that are in petri dishes and being mm-hmm. sold. But if you look at what they're saying, they're trying to, to dupe the people. Mm-hmm believing that, oh, these are just, uh, these are just extremists or the, and, and, and I look at that and I say, I know that's a lie, but that's, that's a tactic of trying to convince the people that to, 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 um, I guess, discredit the yeah. people that took the videos, if you know what I'm saying. So you got to be wise. And yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I think part of that is the issues are so volatile and so, they ignite yeah. people's emotions so quickly, and so to be wise and calm and and lead the people in the right way without because see he who gets emotional basically loses ground. You have to be, um, you know, wise as serpents, harmless as yeah. doves. But right. um, so yeah, and I know that that's a big hot topic right now, an issue for um, uh, everyone. Uh, and I, you know, and I. Wasn't there some legislation yesterday somewhere? Did you hear anything about that on the news? I did. Uh, right. In the Senate, uh, the United States Senate, they um, they voted to defund Planned Parenthood, and it failed. Right. Okay. And I was disappointed yeah. in that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but, but as I was reading that information, and maybe we'll get to this later on, but as I was reading that information, I, I just felt like, you know, politics is, it helps, but it's not the answer. Right. It, it, it is not the answer. God wants us to be, it says in Second Chronicles, I think it's chapter 2, about how the people put themselves in, in the positions. They came to the house of the Lord and they positioned themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and then God says, now let me show you what I can do. Mm-hmm. So I'm in a position to, to do, you know, uh, to, 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 to basically vote righteously. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but the bigger thing is uh, God uh, will do what he wants to do. So I don't think yeah. politics in the United States Senate and the United States Congress and the Arizona Senate and the Arizona Congress, we need righteous people in there, but that is not the answer. The answer mm-hmm. is, you know, the answer is the church getting on their knees. The answer yeah. is we, we cannot continue to do what we've been doing and expect to see dif- the different results. No. Right. Well, I think, and, and may I just make this comment that in this place where we are as a nation, um, and then in the individual states, where the the believers are in a place of, I think, confusion, um, yep. and also feeling quite powerless and defeated because of the onslaught of the demonic, the iniquity, the um, the choices that the the public, the general population, seems to be making towards. Um, wickedness, and so to for yourself, I'm imagining that would be also a difficult um, position to maintain your optimism, as you mentioned a bit ago, and faith in Christ in the midst of this fiery trial, so or battle actually. Right. So right. 
I suppose that's one of the, how do you stay encouraged in the midst of this kind of, uh, uh, you know, onslaught and daily um, resistance from the enemy? Well, uh, there's a couple ways. You you probably know what I'm going to say first, and that is time alone with God. Mm-hmm. Uh, time alone with God. And, and uh, you know, being a Christian for um, over 30 years, uh, you know, I've prayed. I pray in the morning, and I read my Bible, and I have my devotional time. But God has challenged me even in the last year to, to up mm-hmm. the ante. Um, okay. Because to, 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 to sacrifice myself a little bit more in prayer and reading and other things in my life. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, I want to be desperate. I want to see God's hand move. And all throughout Scripture and all throughout history, we can see, mm-hmm. and even the founding of our nation, we can see the hand of God in our Constitution. And yes. we can see God's providence in our nation. So, you know, we can do all we need to do physically, but, you know, Second Chronicles says, if my people, and we all know this scripture, if my yeah. people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways and seek my face, then I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. And the second part of that, I, I'm actually going to turn to it real quick. The second part of that scripture is... Um, is also talks about prayer, uh, that that God will hear us as we pray. Um, so that's a, that's a major. In fact, let me read it real mm-hmm. quick. It says on, in verse fifteen, it says, "Now my eyes will be open." This is God speaking, and my ears attentive to prayer made in this place. Oh, so yeah. a lot of politicians do quote that scripture of, you know, if my people who are called by my name, but the second verse says prayer. We mm-hmm. as a people, Christians, need to pray. Revolutions start with a few. They don't start with many. That's and true. And so when we, uh, when we get on our knees, um, I believe God's going to move. And the second thing is, is lining yourself up, you know, to stay encouraged, lining yourself up with uh, good conservatives, uh, and some are not even Christian. Mm-hmm. Good conservative people that believe in what you believe in. Mm-hmm. And in the Arizona House of Representatives, there's probably about seven to ten people that we are on the same page, we are moving forward. And I would say probably uh, four or five are not even, are not, have nothing to do with Christianity. Really? They're, they're right in their moral beliefs. And mm-hmm. God has placed them there. And we are fighting the good fight as a team. And another thing for people to get encouraged to get involved. As mm-hmm. you get involved, you will see organizations out there that are fighting the fight. You will see people from all other states, Minnesota included, mm-hmm. that are out there fighting the good fight and doing what they can. And there's several great per- things going on right now in our nation mm-hmm. that are going to take power away from Congress and away from the federal government and give it back to the states, which is what our founding fathers intended. Yeah. What, what, are, what are specifically some of those things that you see that are going to be doing just that? Well, one is the Convention of States. And um, I, I think if people out there would look at that, Convention of States, and what that is, it's an Article 5 convention that if 38 states ratify this, and right now they have four, they had in, in about 38 states, there's only one or two votes. They're only one or two votes short from ratifying this contract or compact, I guess. And what it is is a group of uh, states, 38, getting together and saying uh, things like and demanding, because our Constitution gives us this power, the mm-hmm. states this power, demanding term limits on the Supreme Court, demanding a balanced budget, demanding that Congress and the Senate get term limited. Um, and, and other things, uh, demanding power back to the states, uh, you know, things like maybe taking power away from the EPA and stuff like that. So if, if, if people were to go to, I think it's cos.com mm-hmm. or look up Convention of States, and okay. it's a great organization that I firmly believe in. Uh, wow, that's awesome. To take our power I know back. a lot of people... 
probably a lot of people don't even know about this sort of thing. And I, they don't. I think when you, what referring back to what you said a few minutes ago, there's seven or ten of you in the in the house that link arms. I think linking arms and connecting is vital, but the the disinformation or the lack of information, or maybe even the apathy and the um, kind of the despair that hits sometimes causes people to not look into uh, ways to resist or ways to fight or ways to stand up. Um, yeah. yeah, and you're right. The Constitution has given the states the supremacy yeah. over the federal government, but where Absolutely. does the, where does the state then have the power? Um, you know, I mean, how do they enforce their rights right. as given to them I mean, by the Constitution? Right. Absolutely, Margie. And if you look at Article 17, that's another thing that uh, I think back in the early 1900s, we as as a as a nation gave the power to to the to we took a power away from the legislature, which the legislature used to appoint the, the state senators. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that, the founding fathers said the people in the legislature the House and the Senate, are closest to the people. Mm-hmm. So in my district, my district's, uh, of a, I think it's about 100 and, 175,000 people. And in my district, I, I live in my district. People know mm-hmm. where I live. So if I'm doing something wrong, they can come to me. Or I went to a meeting last night, and people in my district were there. And if, I, if they don't like what I'm doing, they're going to voice that. Mm-hmm. And so the founding fathers gave the legislature the power to elect the United States, the power to appoint the United States senators. Uh, back in the early 1900s, for some reason, there was an amendment to the Constitution that says, no, the state's going to elect those. And the, the problem with the state electing that, as we see in our current situation, is that, and we have um, one senator, United States senator here, that a lot of us do not like, but he keeps getting elected. And why does he keep getting elected? Because mm-hmm. the money that is poured into these elections is astronomical. And, and there's really no accountability. And our senator, and I'm sure I know Minnesota has probably two of them, uh, mm-hmm. that they don't care what the people think. They don't care what mm-hmm. the people say. They're in Washington, you know, hobnobbing with the lobbyists. And, and there are mm-hmm. good lobbyists, so they're not, they're not bad. They're, there's a lot of lobbyists that are good lobbyists. And, 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 you know, I can explain that if you would like. But uh, they're, they're in Washington, and they're just uh, playing, the, playing the political game. Mm-hmm. Or what Minnesota says or thinks, or the people. So that's the problem with a statewide election of our of our United States senators. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I never knew that. Yeah. I never knew that. I always, I guess, it was just. How did you learn that? I I was taught well, in I, history that everybody got elected, senators and representatives. Well, and and uh, and your history books are correct in that, and uh, but that hasn't always been the case. The founding fathers, like you had stated earlier, want believe that the states should have uh, a lot more power than the federal. The federal government mm-hmm. should be subservient to the states, and the state government uh, is subservient to the people. The people, the people, you and I, and mm-hmm. everybody listening, we are the kings and queens. We are the ones, we are the sovereign. We are the ones that rule. But wow. as we see in our situation now, um, you know, that's yes. not the case. The tables have been tipped upside yeah, down. We've got like, yeah. a, like a pretty much a dictatorial power yeah. uh, from yeah. our federal government and executive orders and all that. Yeah. Uh, just you mentioned about you know, meeting last night. Uh, yeah. Talk to a little Talk to us a little bit about your your relationship with your constituents. How do you see that, you know, that they're expressing a view that's really, they say, you say you have a, you're going into a, a meeting with some constituents over a particular issue, and say the majority of them, they're, they're pushing you towards something that really is going against your convictions, what you believe is right. How do you handle that? And then talk to us a little bit about your relationship with your constituents and how you view those uh, dynamics. Yeah, well, that's a great question, Pastor. Uh, you know, I ha- I'm a man of convictions, and when I ran uh, my campaign, I did not um, deceive. I did not cloud any issues. I told my constituents who I am and what I believe in, mm-hmm. and would be very happy to do that today. So when I was elected, by a majority of the vote in my district, uh, people knew who I was. And so I vote that way. So if someone in my district, which happens many times, push me to vote uh, the wrong way or want me to vote the wrong way, 
uh, because I have Democrats and Republicans and independents and, you know, people from all walks of life uh, in my district, and I represent all of them. But mm-hmm. I will vote what I feel is right, uh, and that mm-hmm. is based on the Bible and the Constitution and the way I feel and I believe our state, the direction our state and nation should be going, whether that be mm-hmm. morally conservative, fiscally conservative, uh, taking power away from these unelected, unelected agencies, um, you know, mm-hmm. funding, yes. funding things like Planned Parenthood. I will vote. There's people in my district that love Planned Parenthood. Well, I am a, totally opposed to Planned Parenthood. And mm-hmm. I say that because it's the current topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but gay mar- mm-hmm. we'll talk gay marriage. I am opposed to gay marriage. I was, mm-hmm. I was very sad to see the White House colored in, in rainbow colors. Very mm-hmm. sad day in America. Uh, mm-hmm. Christians all over the world and people all over the world look to America as as the light on the hill. Yeah. And when they see that, they're like, "What's going on?" Yeah. So it was a shame. Right, but there's but there's people in my district that and people close to me that believe in gay marriage. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I tell them my view and how I will mm-hmm. vote. The thing about uh, myself is I try to be as transparent as possible when I'm down at the legislature. I have um, I send out emails on how I'm voting. I put it on mm-hmm. Facebook on the bills that are coming up, uh, how I'm voting, um, what I'm voting on. If if people have questions, I will get the answer, and I will try to be as transparent on my vote as possible. And because I identify with Jesus Christ and not with being a state representative, it's it's a it's a feeling of um, there's a feeling of peace, I guess. Mm-hmm. Because God raises one up and He puts down another. Do you and ever get? Are, do you ever ahead. get threatened? Do you ever get threatened, or if you, you know, um, intimidated by the opposition to vote a certain way? Well, I'm I'm a freshman. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know okay. that's coming. I know that's coming because uh, you know one of the presidential candidates uh, I, I got to meet with him personally, and he is uh, he's the governor of Wisconsin, and he. Mm-hmm. Um, he has had those threats. He has had those. So I know as you stand for, if you as a person stand for, for what's right and the truth, you're going to face opposition and it's not going to be pretty. Mm-hmm. But I'm prepared because, you know, turn to the Bible and the battle is the Lord's. God mm-hmm. will protect me. And whatever That's happens, good. happens. You know, if I live, I live. If I die, I die. Uh, mm-hmm. I win in either case. Uh-huh. Hey, Tony, we forgot to uh, give people our call-in number, so let's do that right now while you catch your breath. Sure. Um, if anybody's interested, I don't know if we've got people in the chat room right now. Uh, looks like it's quiet, but let's. Uh, if you want to call in and ask Tony a question or make a comment, here's our number, 347-215-8051. I'll say that again, 347-215-8051. Eight zero five one. So we welcome your calls. If you have any questions, give Absolutely. us a call. Absolutely. Uh, Tony, we talked about pressure from um, constituents. Uh, what about pressure from lobbyists? Is that, uh, and, uh, and I'm sure the same principle is going to apply. You're going to, you know who you are in Christ. You're going to vote your convictions and what's right. But is there a lot of pressure that you uh, face too from uh, lobbyists? Uh, in the house well, there and there? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, there are good lobbyists and bad lobbyists, and it depends upon the issue and who they represent. Most lobbyists are just doing their job. They represent anything from um, electric companies to, you know, the convention of states to, uh, you know, defunding Planned Parenthood to funding Planned Parenthood. Um, you know, I, I meet with Arizona Right to Life. I meet with Center for Arizona Policy. These are conservative lobbyists. And I meet with, uh, you know, school board associations and um, who, who are liberal lobbyists. Mm-hmm. So, and they're, they're just, a lot of them are doing, just trying to do their job. So my door is open to anybody, anybody in my district, anybody, any lobbyist that wants to come spend time with me. I will listen to them. Do I get pressure from them? Yeah, I do get the pressure, but I make it a point to tell every lobbyist that my mind is, 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 not made up because I give them the respect. I'm not going to say, oh, I don't mm-hmm. that, so get out of my office. Yeah. Respect. And I, I let them know that 
I'm going to do some more research. I'm going to talk to some other legislators, and I'm going to do my homework before I make that vote. But thank you for your time, and thank you for your information. And, you know, have That's a good day. And That's so good. Lo- lobbyists, they are, they are the experts. So you rely on their information. And if you have questions, uh, you know, and I'm the type of legislator that I need a, a third grade, you know, bring it down to the third grade level and I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, and they do, and and it's mm-hmm. okay. So, yeah. um, but I I learn and I learn and I've mm-hmm. learned a lot. And so, yeah. Hey, well, speaking per- of the third grade, how you have a lot of homework, don't you? As a lobbyist, I mean, don't you have to? As a legislator. I mean, as a legislator. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, so, do you like get time to read the bills personally, or how do you keep caught up on the next bills that are to be voted on um, and yeah. stuff like that? Good question. Uh, there are a lot of, of bills in the Arizona House, um, and I think the last session there was over 2,000 bills. And so, okay. in, in a four-month period, uh, while you're trying to, you know, kind of work a job and take care of your family and make sure, you know, you have date night with your wife, um, you've mm-hmm. got to make time to read these bills. So, you you make the time to read them. And there's also um, the experts there in the in the Arizona House, and I'm sure in the Minnesota House, there is a there is a, a group of, uh, of people that have been appointed to be the research staff. And so mm-hmm. any questions that you have, you can ask the research staff uh, anything, you know, questions like, has this, been ever, has this bill ever been introduced before? What was the outcome? Who sponsored it? Give me the history of, you know, sure. of that. So there's the research staff. And then they, they put it in a summary and, and sometimes you look at the summary, and what I do is I look at the summary before I read the bill. Uh-huh. Summary will help me grasp the intent, and mm-hmm. then if you look at it in in law, in a draft law, then you uh, it, it makes more sense. So, oh, that's good. A lot of, a lot of reading. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what? That's you know, good. Yeah. What do you see as some of the? You know, there's, you know, I know you have issues with media. You mentioned about, you know, being very careful as to what you say because you know how the media can uh, grab things and distort things and so forth. Um, you see, how do you view your relationship with the media and, you know, do they give you a good time, hard time, uh, that whole aspect? And relationship. And, yeah, and relationship with the media. And then are there some things too? Well, let's let's stop there, and I'll ask you another part of that a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, well, that's good. Uh, the media does not tell the facts; they do not tell the truth, and mm-hmm. they are their their whole job is to con- bring confrontation to the people. Yeah. And so, and I've experienced that firsthand in my first term. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew that all along. I knew that they were biased, and I knew that um, you know there was an agenda. But let me before I forget, let me give you just a, a little bit of insight that I I learned uh, just a few months ago. If you remember back on the Rush Limbaugh show, I forget what the issue was, but there was thousands of emails and Facebook posts and Twitter Twitter posts, thousands. Mm-hmm. that were sent out to to basically discredit Mr. Limbaugh. Mm-hmm. And after Mr. Limbaugh began to, began, he, he appointed someone to do research on these thousands, hundreds of thousands of emails and Twitters and Twitter accounts and all this. Mm-hmm. Oh, and after his research was done, he found mm-hmm. out that there was only about 10 people that were actually posting these accounts. Really? Mm. So I say that to say this, be very wary of even right. the current situation with Cecil the Lion. You know, uh-huh. the thousands mm-hmm. of people that are so upset about mm-hmm. a lion being killed. And yeah, mm-hmm. they're out there. But when you see, you know, thousands of e- uh, posts out there, keep in mind that those could only, those might only be maybe 10 people. Yeah, and that's interesting. How the left, that's how the left operates. So the media, I had a bill that basically would allow, um, would, would hold school districts, it was, it was an amendment to hold school districts accountable in the sense that they could not, a teacher, a superintendent could not use school equipment, school time, school resources, taxpayer, funded by taxpayer dollars. Mm-hmm. They could not use that for political purposes. And that's mm-hmm. all it was. 
Yeah. And that makes sense. Yeah. That mm-hmm. my tax dollars should not be used for political causes when my child's going to school. Mm-hmm. So the media did not read that that amendment. They said it was I was violating. They basically said I was violating free speech and duct taping teachers and, and the school officials. And it turned into a huge firestorm down here. You know, I had people from the mm-hmm. left calling and sending me emails, hate emails, calling me names. Mm-hmm. And I called some of these, you know, Democrats. And I said, did you read the bill? No, I didn't. Well, let me tell you what it actually says. And after mm-hmm. I got done talking with every one of them and sending emails out with uh, 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 stating the facts on the bill, mm-hmm. they all quieted down. Wow. And I remember calling somebody in Scottsdale um, who will never agree on any issue. But mm-hmm. I called him personally, and we talked about that issue. And he said, you know, Representative Kern, I never knew that. And thank mm-hmm. you for your call. Well, and I said, good. of course you didn't know that because the media didn't want to tell you that. Well, yeah, so many people just listen to the media. They take their facts from the media. I like the word you use. They, they, they bring co- confrontation. I think it's their job to bring conflict and division and yes. Um, set up animosities and sides and anxiety, uh, yeah. and really that's very detrimental to the the health of the nation. Um, yes, and that's their goal, is to destroy mm-hmm. our nation. Well, and you did the right thing by going. You went right back to the source. You took your you you became the source of truth and went back to the various people. And that's the man of integrity. Yeah. I believe if people would do that instead of. Um, being quiet, getting passive, uh, you know, gossiping, right. backbiting, going right. through the rumor mills, all that stuff that we do to try to influence people, just go directly to them and speak with them. And I commend you on that. Yeah, great, okay. great job. Great job, Tony. And uh, what would you recommend? I mean, say just uh, regular regular folks that just want to find out more of the uh, truth of what's going on, because, you know, you said the the government-controlled liberal uh, news media—you know—you can't believe a thing that's there. But are there are, are there any kind of sources, and uh, that how how should people get the how do people muddle through everything and, and kind of get the facts of what's going on? Are, are there you know are there some websites that um, uh, you, you, people have to be so careful because there's such an internet muddle, but. There. Are, are there some authoritative, uh, true, true blue uh, well, how information they... sources that folks? I, I would say, uh, you know, I, I would say get on social media, um, get to call your representative, get involved mm-hmm. through key parties, through your through your legislative districts, uh, get involved, and go down to your representative's office and say, how do I get involved in politics? How mm-hmm. do I know where to go? How do I know what to do? Um, mm-hmm. you know, look at your presidential candidates and the ones you support, uh, get involved in their campaign. Mm-hmm. You know, I know Minnesota has some great representatives. You don't hear much about them, but mm-hmm. I'm sure there are great representatives down there. So, you know, we can't so, sit back and do the same thing we've always done. And that's listen to the TV and listen to, yeah. to the radio. We've got to mm-hmm. stand up and get involved. At last mm-hmm. night's meeting, I was very encouraged to see uh, other new precinct committee men and women attend the meeting. And right. so get involved in your neighborhood. Uh, form a group that you uh, want to, um, to work in the legislative process. Form a, gr- a neighborhood group. If you believe in something, go knock on your neighbor's door, invite them over for a barbecue and sit and say, how do we do this? How do we get involved? There's power mm-hmm. in numbers. And, um, you know, there's a lot of ways to get involved. And, uh, you know, if I can help you, help anybody that's listening, my, my website's votekern.com. And mm-hmm. uh, my email address is anthony at votekern.com. So if there's, okay. um, if there's things we can do to, to, if I can do to help, I'd be more than happy to help you. Mm-hmm. Well, I think one thing I got to just, you said too much of the time we're just getting our information from the television and the radio. We sit uh-huh. there and watch CNN and Fox and right. We just absorb, absorb, but we don't stand up and speak. Or when right. we do, it's to cr- grumble and complain to our neighbor. Right. Whether, and, and it's right. not using that energy to mm-hmm. go investigate, get informed, um, know your state representatives or senators' yes. numbers, yes. 
how to get a hold of them and be aware of what's going on and also to check their websites to see what the current bills are. Right. And there are, you know, there are, there are credible, uh, conservative, uh, websites that people can go on to find out, you know, Mm -hmm. underlying things of what's going on. And, uh, so it takes a little research and well, it takes, and and uh, you know we could we could help with that too if anybody wants to uh, talk to us about that we can recommend some places that as far as we know seem to be very uh, credible and solid. Um, so I have a question. Resources. What? How would you encourage someone like yourself who's just kind of looking in the direction of maybe getting involved, becoming, running for an office? Is there any particular words of wisdom or? Counsel, you'd give someone who may be listening to this broadcast who is just kind of in that place where God might be calling them, what would you say to yeah. them? I would say go for it. I would say <laughs> jump in, uh, jump in all the way, you know, mm-hmm. um, just put your name out there and uh, and get involved in the neighborhood, get some people behind you, maybe friends, maybe family, and uh, just go for it. Jump in. Um, okay. You know, know the issues, but I did not... You know, I don't. I, I, when I got into the legislature, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, you know, I didn't know anything. To be honest with you, I did not know. I knew very little. The issues are were in our nation. I saw our nation going downhill. I saw mm-hmm. things happening in our state that I just did not like. Um, so, but when but when I was asked to run, I jumped in. I didn't sit and read ten books. I didn't. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, I was already prayed up. I I just said, okay, God, you open the door. I'm in. Yeah. So I'm out, I'm out of my comfort zone, and it, <laughs> it's good for you to get out of your comfort zone, and you know you're going to feel like a fish out of water, but there are a lot of people out there that will help you, and then and you and you will learn as you go. There are experts out there on every subject, and wow. experts you can mm-hmm. trust, and you take those experts. They are the experts, and you glean from them the the key points that you want to hone in on that issue, and you learn. Mm-hmm. I have learned so much in the past uh, since January first that it's it's unreal. Uh-huh. But I am mm-hmm. I am just I am just you know getting my toes wet. So yeah, well, yeah. I think the words that you're using are to be vigilant and diligent. And I think a lot of people are they're losing steam, they're losing hope, and so they don't. But I don't want to neg- dwell on the negative. But what would you say um, to those who may be at that brink of giving up hope for America? We've got about 10 minutes left, and so we'd love to sure. hear that part of it. Uh, well, again, I, I, I made the comment earlier about uh, revelation. revolution starts with a few. If you mm-hmm. look at and study revolutions throughout the world and history, whether they be good revolutions or bad, they're started by a few. So even though it looks bad for America, and it is bad for America, we are in a bad situation. We are in a mm-hmm. bad situation, and I don't want to, um, you know, uh, lighten that up at all. It's we're gra- we're we're grasping for air. Um, I think the number one thing we need to do is, as a people that believe in Jesus Christ, we need to get on our knees mm-hmm. and we need to 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 seek God and to seek His will and His purpose. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to say say it's going to get any easier. When the Supreme mm-hmm. Court ruled on the gay marriage. I, I turned on the Rush Limbaugh show, and I mentioned him a couple of times already. I don't listen to him a whole lot, but I, I wanted to see what he had to say. And he made a comment that I will always remember, and that is he made the comment of, it seems like in America the truth is being viciously attacked, and we can do nothing but we need a spiritual renewal. Mm-hmm. And those were his words, we need a spiritual renewal. And America mm-hmm. needs a spiritual renewal. And so mm-hmm. we talked about how to get involved and, you know, how we sit and watch CNN and Fox News. And, and you know, I, I do I don't really listen to the news a whole lot, mm-hmm. um, but I, I do, you know, I, I, I read and I look at at, you know, conservative issues and stuff. So mm-hmm. I learn, teach myself. Uh, but we've also got to take that extra step of what are we allowing personally, personally mm-hmm. into our lives? You know, we can be as conservative as possible, but if we're allowing, you know, uh, pornography into our home, you know, we're part of the problem. We are part of the moral decay that is that is taking our nation down. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, you know, if we allow, uh, the, like you said, the gossip and the backbiting instead of doing what's right and standing up and saying, we will not let you take our next, the next generation down, uh, yeah. you know, then we're part of the problem. So mm-hmm. I, I guess, um, you know, the bottom well, line is, is if we do what we've always done, we we can't expect different results. Right. Mm-hmm. And I get very comfortable at as a nation for AIDS and reaping the benefits sacrifices of those who fought various wars, including the Revolutionary War, and all of their pain, sorrow, um, you know, discomfort has given us almost a sense of uh, apathy and also understand it. And you kind of hit it on the, the personal. Uh, what, what, are, what are we allowing personally in our lives? And is this adding to the moral decay? And right. if that's where it really starts, it starts with prayer and personal uh, repentance or change or a deliverance or whatever you want to call it. And yeah. God is willing to do that. Um, but but are we... Add, Margie, if I could add to that just a little bit, I want to give hope too. Um, I was at a, a thing the other night where a 25-year-old man got up, and I'll tell you what, the, the fire of God was in this young man. I have a niece down in, in fact, I think her mother might be listening. Um, she uh, is from Minnesota, and she is down in Arizona now, and she is a preacher of the gospel. I mean, she loves God, mm-hmm. and she and I see it amongst the youth. Uh, mm-hmm. when, when, when sin is so rampant, um, God raises up a people. The Bible says, she, you know, when, the, when a sin abounds, uh, grace abounds, but it also says... Um, uh, when 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 uh, when unrighteousness or when when the devil comes in as a flood, God raises up a standard, and yeah. so I believe there is a standard in our nation, and I believe with all these recent negative rulings by the Supreme Court and the and the opposing of Planned Parenthood and all that, you know, mm-hmm. I believe in that mess we're going to see a, a major upheaval of people. Uh, and maybe not even not even not just Christians, but people that say enough is enough, and we're going to take our nation back. Mm-hmm. We're going to storm Washington and do what we have to do to 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 keep our freedoms, to keep our liberty, and to to keep sacred what God has given us. Amen. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, well I. Uh, commenting on your young people, the 25, 26, the somethings, um, and God raising up this group of people, I agree there is something stirring in that generation. Um, you know, I don't know if it's desperation that's putting them or just uh, a seeking of some adventure, or it might be that God is using to motivate them. But I also see that these young ones, need leadership they need someone disciple or mentor or they need heroes they need someone like yourself who can they can look to and and follow i mean we jesus said follow and obviously he is people among us that we are to follow paul follower of me as i am of christ right and so you know even with your position and visibility i think it would be awesome if you could um these people, these young ones, would begin to be attracted to you if they whether they work in your campaign or they um, start to run for themselves. I was just thinking yesterday, how awesome would it be if an 18-year-old who really had maturity and strength of mind and, and right convictions would run for a political office? Um, wow! I mean, would people their heads turn and say, "Wow, yeah. we got the kids here doing what we should be doing," um, and you know, the older ones don't have the energy that ones have the younger ones still have the zeal the hope the energy some sense of um you know wanting to accomplish something so if you can ever find a group like that and train them up that might be a a side benefit to your position right well what what you you hit on some really good points margie and and one of those points is the the you know our generation and um Mm -hmm. you know when i say an upheaval I, i i really believe that it's people our age too and we are, mm-hmm. you know, when God brings revival to our nation, it's going to come in a multi-generational facet, I yeah. think. Yes. And like yeah. you said, uh, you know, you talk about heroes. 
you know, I'm going to, mm -hmm. I'm going to point my fingers at both of you and oh. say the impact that you have made in my family directly, directly. Mm -hmm. So my fruit is your fruit has directly mm -hmm. impacted me. Be and you know the story. Well, and so yeah, God yeah. has used you and he continues to use you as you go take the gospel out into the streets to a people that are looking for something real mm -hmm. and something to believe mm -hmm. in. They don't want the religion. They want the, the power and the, you know, I, the, the truth. And they want, they, want, they want the real thing. They're craving that real thing. And they're craving leaders like you to continue to mm -hmm. do what, what you're doing. And so I think we all have a part in that. And God will position anybody that wants to be positioned if they really want to, 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 do, to do what God wants them to do. God will open that door for them. And so That's my great. fingers are pointed right at you as far as heroes in my life. <laughs> and so because, you know, well, ultimately, well, God, we are on the victorious side and God has the final say. Amen. Well, you know, that's, thank, thank you, Tony. We, um, and you are the fruit of us, and that's what Paul said, too. He said um, that was his heart's desire, that was his reward, to see um, his work produced and reproduced in the people who Absolutely. are following him and following yeah. Jesus. So, um, but yeah, and so I really am grateful to God just to see what he has done in you, through you, and to renew my personal hope in the legislative process and even the fact that you mentioned uh, when Jerry was down there, all the legislative Bibles on their desks yeah. that were open and that were being and um, again, one more thing going, you have to individually to the various people who may be your op opposition. Uh -huh. If you recognize the fact too that they have lives and personal needs and they need for a personal God, yeah. sometimes even it's it's intimate and more powerful than just battling out the, the surface issue, but going into like you did with the, the guy you led to Jesus, there's that rumbling around inside of them too. And I don't think anyone really wants to see our nation go down the tubes. I mean, uh, yeah, well, I'll take that. I'll qualify that. There is, there is, a, there is a, a group that is working for the evil one, and we yeah. probably don't even recognize that. But the the common people value um, this government, this country, um, and want it spared. So um, I just want to thank you for what you've done and getting into that place where you're not comfortable and reading and doing your homework and then communicating that back to your people. And uh, that's just you're just a rare treasure. I hope you're not too rare. I hope a lot of people out there doing that, and that you'll inspire others to do that as well. So. Thank you for what you've done. Yeah, oh, thank you. I, I just want to echo, I want to uh, echo that, Tony. Uh, thank you so much for your your diligence yeah. and, and your faithfulness to the Lord. Do what He's called you to do. Put yourself in that position of being light and salt. And uh, could we could we just have prayer for you right now? Absolutely. And uh, we just just bless you and. Uh, Lord, uh, thank you so much for Tony Kern and his love for you, done in his life, what you're doing in his life, what you're doing through him uh, in the uh, state legislature, the state House of Representatives in Arizona, uh, and, and in the community there in the Phoenix area and really influence around the world. Lord, I thank you that your uh, we know promotion comes from you, and we know that Tony's not there promote himself. He's here to promote you. But Lord, in your in your way, you, you raise up, you open up new doors, new opportunities, Lord. I pray that you do that for him. I give him favor with the people that he would minister to, even with his uh, those who would oppose him. Give him strength. And he and his dear wife and family just be under your wonderful shadow of protection and grace and, and help them to continue to stand true to you we, we 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 love them, Lord. We value their their witness, their example, and uh, we just encourage. We are all encouraged by the stand mm -hmm. that they're taking. Pray that you'd raise up yes, these ones, raise up these younger and older ones, and middle aged ones, all yeah. ages, Lord, that will stand up 
righteousness in this day Hallelujah. that we can have uh, do what and Lord by your grace to stem of evil and to exalt you Lord Jesus in righteousness and may people come to know you as Lord and Savior in the days may there be that heart in the crux of what needs to happen in America coming the hearts being changed transformed by the power of Jesus Christ yes. and may that uh, increase in our nation uh, and around the world in these times, Father. And we pray this now in the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. 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 Well, thank you. Thank well, you, thank Tony. You. You're such a blessing. Oh, thank yeah. you, Pastor thank you Terry. So much. Oh, hey, I've got you someone here uh, who's... We're going we're gonna to say Tony for president. Are you ready to <laughs> run for president yet? Uh, well, you know, there's, <laughs> some good candidates. there's some good candidates running. So uh, I do support the Wisconsin governor. So, uh, yeah, it's a good one. All right. Good day. Okay. 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 Well, God, bless, God you bless you. You have an awesome day, and may your family be encouraged as well. Yeah. Thank, I, you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye now. Bye. Bye-bye. I have an emergency. What is your location? Because there's a war for your soul.